I first encountered the image so many years ago that I don't even remember exactly where and when and what context I, the idea entered my head. But at some point I read or saw about how soldiers who are paratroopers, you know, the ones who jump out of the planes uh, to land in foreign territory, they would in preparation, because of course you don't just go and do that, you train a little bit, I would imagine, and in preparation and doing that and their training and, and, and all, um, they wouldn't pack their own parachute. They found that those who packed their own parachute may do so in a way that was hasty, that was quick, and not necessarily correct. And so they had their fellow soldier pack the parachute for themselves, for the other. And at some point there was an image uh, in my head of of them taking a picture of that soldier and or that soldier and his family along with that parachute. And so you knew exactly who would be having the funeral if you didn't pack the parachute correctly. Now, if I've gotten any part of that wrong, see me after mass correct me because I'll probably wind up using that image again. Uh, but it's very powerful, isn't it? that we ourselves, one, can be uh, quicker to throw away our own lives, especially when we know we're helping others. We know we're preparing to go help others. Those soldiers aren't doing that for their own. They're doing that because they need to, to, to save the lives of others. And we can um, also um, be blind a little bit not recognize the problems that we have with our own equipment, our own preparation. I've heard or I can imagine similar circumstances where firefighters would check the equipment of their partners to make sure their partner is going to be prepared to do what they need to do. And soldiers in general before running into battle would probably take a look at one another's uh, gear to see, do we have everything we need? Are we ready to go? This need to look and check on one another is very important and at times could be rather, um, well, perhaps insulting. Uh, for one fireman to say to the other one, hey, your, your strap isn't correct, or hey, you need to take another look at that, that doesn't look right, could be a little off-putting. Well, what do you mean? I did perfectly fine. I did, I know what I'm doing. But we need that from time to time. We need someone to hold up a mirror and help us see, but especially before we go into dramatic circumstances where our focus is helping others. We can become overly uh, ready to go before we're actually ready to go. This desire to, to help others. And sisters and brothers, we are the ones preparing to go to Bethel. We are here for a purpose. You and I, every one of us, are here 
just like those firefighters are called to fight fires. Those soldiers are called to fight the battles that they need to fight. You and I are here for a purpose. Not everyone is prepared to be here. And we don't look at ourselves and give ourselves a pat on the back for that. We simply say, thank you, God, for preparing me to do what I need to do. Not everyone is prepared to do what we will be doing later. We will be going to Bethel. And we must look at one another and make sure that we are prepared to do what we are going to do. I want you to imagine for yourselves, what is the first thing that someone will say if you are uh, proclaiming the pro-life message of the church? What is the first way of attack that most will come at us with? If you're like me, you think hypocrite. That's what I hear most often. You hypocrite. You are looking at this way, and yet you fail to look over here. And brothers and sisters, I have heard it. I have heard the words, I care about the unborn, but I don't care about all that other stuff. And that is a strap that is out of place. That is a hole in our armor. That is exactly how the enemy will bring us down. Hypocrisy. And it doesn't, it's not an easy call for us. It is not easy to be pro-life. And I'm not here to rattle off all the other things that you should be concerned about. But I did just last night. I saw how Haitian mothers make cookies out of dirt for their children just so that they have something to put in their stomachs. If that doesn't bother you, there's a problem. That is tragic. And we need to be concerned about that just as much because people are suffering. And where there is suffering, we need to be present. And it's not an easy call, nor should it be. We are talking about the message of the sanctity of life. And that is a difficult message to proclaim to a world that doesn't particularly care for life, that doesn't particularly care for the sanctity of many lives at all. And so we prepare ourselves, we look in the mirror and ask ourselves, as do I, where is my hypocrisy? Where is it that God is calling my heart to change so that I can be a greater witness? And we're all hypocrites. At the end of the day, it's impossible not to be a hypocrite in one way or another. We are not perfect, we're not God. And yet, just like those who take on a mission to do great things, to go into difficult situations, they prepare. You don't just walk in off the street and go and do something like that. You prepare. And notice in our first reading, there's not just the false idol set up at Bethel. There's also the false idol set up at Dan. 
and I think we need to recognize that. We can become fixed on Bethel and forget Dan. We can call out those who kneel at the altar of Planned Parenthood, but forget those who kneel at the altar of the NRA. Equally concerned about money, equally concerned about a material good, equally unconcerned about life. It's a false altar. I've seen it. It's there. We can turn our backs to it. We can deny that it exists. That's fine. Others will say hypocrisy. We are preparing to go to these false altars that the world has set up, that the world desires to sacrifice at. It's not an easy task what we are called to do, but we must do so with love. We must call those back who sacrifice at any foreign altar back to the love of God at this altar, back to the love of God who desired to not ask those who were hungry, do you agree with everything I agree with? When there was hunger, Christ desired to feed. There's a lot of hunger out there, my brothers and sisters. There are a lot of people starving for truth. And we receive from this altar so that we can take that truth and feed those who are in need.